You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. What's up, Colorado? Chris Lopez here, and you're watching our second video in our three-part video series in the state of the market. The market has shifted with a rising interest rate environment and inflation going up, so we're doing a special three-part video video series talk about what you can do in the current market because there always is opportunity. So today you're listening to the state of the market for rental investing. We cover common questions and deals in Denver, Pueblo, and Colorado Springs and show you where you can find some cash flow. Now the agenda, we're going to be covering um, those key questions I just talked about on there. Are we in a bubble? Will prices drop? a couple key indicators, and we're gonna talk about what creative financing strategies, along with some different type of rental operation strategies you can do to maximize cash flow and find that right sweet spot of return for you and your portfolio. And we're gonna go through six examples of where to invest 50,000, 100,000, 115,000, 150, and two properties at $250,000. So my co-host, Jenny Bellis, and I are going to go through those six properties and pick the best deals we're seeing in the market and give you a good idea about where it's going. So Jenny, you are representing Colorado Springs and Pueblo. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you, Chris? I'm doing really good. I'm excited to do this because we obviously have a lot of questions uh, coming in from clients, prospective clients. Hey, what do I do? Where do I shift and pivot? And of course, Jen and I were surprised to everyone, everyone with how fast interest rates increased, but we are finding deals out there. We are closing off properties for our clients. And now we have a really great overview to get everyone looped in into what you can see in the market. And as one quick reminder on here, we're going to go through a lot of data, a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of trends information from a high level. You can go to a special download link in the show notes to go download that pack of information. All the stuff and all the details are in there. Plus, you'll get added to a special email list to stay up to date as to what's going on in the marketplace. So, Jenny, we're going to start off with a very common question. Are we in a bubble and will prices drop? So you get this question... Where does your mind go? It automatically goes to no, but then I have to back it up as to to why I think that it's no. So it's the same thing that we've been talking about for the past year and a half that we've been, um, you know, working together is just the supply and demand right now. I, I don't think that we're at a point where the supply is going to outstrip the demand anytime soon. I agree. Um and supply side, you know, the last 10 or so years, we have not built enough houses nationally and here all up and down the front range to keep up um, with what we need. Mm -hmm. So housing inventory stayed really low while our demand has gone up quite a bit between all the job growth and population growth, and neither of those are going to slow down. So on the slides here, we've got a chart showing uh, Denver and Colorado Springs housing supply, housing stock, with how many properties are in contract. And you can see, um, we often have more properties in our contract than active inventory, which means we have extremely low supply. Don't have a chart for Pueblo, but I think Pueblo's about the same, right? Yep. The The past uh, couple of months has, has definitely shown that it's pretty much the same yeah. as, as Denver and Colorado Springs. 
And this chart up here shows some historical context over the last like about 30 years on just transactions and sales price. And you can see the three markets, Pueblo, Denver, and Colorado Springs, they have very similar graphs on there. Uh, so the punch, the punchline here is that Denver kind of leads the herd and then Colorado Springs and Pueblo, but they're all experiencing the same trends. We talk about this or that, all the trends are the same and Denver is the uh, most expensive. Higher rents and higher expenses. Colorado Springs is less expensive, lower rents, um, lower price point, and then Pueblo's lower price point, lower rents, and lower expenses as well. And Pueblo and Springs have slightly better returns in Denver, and Pueblo slightly better returns in Colorado Springs as a whole. Mm -hmm. So that's like the 30-second overview on there um, as far as the markets are very, very similar. Now, Jenny, this is a slide that I like a lot, and I know you used in the previous uh, podcast, and this is what happens to prices during a recession. So what happens to house prices during recessions? Typically, nothing different. So out of the last, we've had six recessions. Out of the last five, uh, Denver and Colorado Springs has continued to see price appreciation. Pueblo's not on this chart, but we know Denver and Springs has. And as you said earlier, Springs has shown a lot of resiliency in their price appreciation during the downturns. Yeah. So I, the the part of this chart that I found most interesting is in 2007, the you know housing induced uh, recession that we were all in. Um, Springs only went down 3.8 percent in price, which I found fascinating. Um, that to me makes it seem a little bit insulated. I think a lot of it has to do with that the diversity of economy. Like there's a lot of job loss, unfortunately, that happened during that time. But Colorado Springs has a large military presence, which typically has, um, you know, long tenured uh, job situations. So that kind of protected the city a little bit. Um, so I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, the uh, military industrial complex, they're, uh, they're stable jobs for sure. Yeah. Um, I grew up in DC and that's how government military was, they always spent yep. and they always provided <laughs> jobs. Yep. Um, so that, you know, kind of goes down to, do we expect prices to drop with how we see interest rates going up and that we're probably going to recession here in the next couple months to year and a half? Um, no. And you look at the data, a recession does not equal house price decreases. All right. Now, here's the third important thing to talk about. Rental rates. What are rental rates are doing? We've just talked about prices going up and interest rates going up. Now, rental rates, they're going up as well. All the, the complaining we do about the market here on the buy side and seller side for buying inventory Tenants, unfortunately, have the exact same issue. There's a lot more people looking for properties than there are properties available. So that means we have very low vacancy, and low vacancy means we have high rent growth. And we're at some of the lowest vacancy right now in Denver and Springs, looking at our history. So we should see continue to see strong rental increases. And this last year, I mean, I think both markets were in double digit. I know mm -hmm. Pueblo had strong rental growth as well. Yep. I don't know the percent, but probably similar, right? Right. So again, similar strong rental growth. And so far, year to date, we're all seeing kind of similar trends as well for very strong rental uh, rates. So to sum up the market here and some very key indicators, prices are going up and they're probably going to continue to go up. Interest rates have gone up and will probably continue to go up. And rental rates have gone up and will probably continue to go up. So prices up, rates up, rental rates up. What do we do? Well, you don't bury your head in the sand against it. We can say, oh, yes, deals three months ago or six months ago were better. Great. That's the past. Here is a new opportunity. 
And so one of my favorite sayings is the trend is your friend. So that's the trend going on. Keep that in mind, because if you try to go against the trend, it's a lot of work and you usually don't do very well. Um, so the trend is your friend. And what can we do in this current marketplace of increasing prices, rates, and rental rates to go out there and find good properties that make sense today and for the long-term wealth building? So to cover a couple of finance options and strategies to maximize cash flow, um, in the last couple of years, all we've talked about has been the 30-year fixed conventional rates. And that's because we had them, you know, very, very low, thanks to, you know, the Fed. Um, but now they have gone up. And so right now they're about at a 6%, give or take a little bit, 30-year interest rate. And, you know, they'll probably go up again by the time this podcast is published. <laughs> um, but we know they'll be going up soon. So with that in mind, a lot more people are going back to adjustable rate mortgages, and we have a lot more people interested in them. So adjustable rate mortgages are usually about uh, three quarters to 1.0% lower than a 30-year fixed. And you have a five, seven, or 10-year fixed period. You don't have a 30-year fixed period. You get some more creativity on there, some interest-only periods, but it's a way to actually do a lower down payment and get a lower interest rate, and lower interest rates mean better cash flow. And Jenny, I think last week you closed with an arm? <laughs> yeah, I know we had recorded a little while ago, and I, I said I wasn't going to get an arm, but um, sure enough, an opportunity presented itself, kind of looked at my whole portfolio objectively and decided that it would fit my risk profile that um, I was willing to take on an arm. So 20% yeah. down on a fourplex um, at 5.375%, um, seven year fixed, um, one one year recast. Great. Yeah. Um, and I'm totally, I'm looking at that for when I buy a property later this year. Uh, it'll be a few months for me when I buy one, but that's on my radar. A lot of investors as well. So we will run some options with lower interest rates. We'll be doing more videos in the future about ARMS, but we want to put it on your radar because it's one way to increase cash flow. Now, some rental strategies. Obviously, long-term rentals is kind of like what we talk about a lot and the most common rental strategy. Those deals are still cash flowing, but they are fewer and farther between. So some more creative rental strategies, people are now using short-term and medium-term rentals, room-by-room -room rentals, or simply still staying long-term, but pivoting to self-management to just save that 8 to 10% uh, a month in expenses. So we're going to go through six properties, two in Denver, two in Springs, two in Pueblo, go through some numbers here and play around some variables, give you a quick overview about what you can do and where you can find cash flow. But... I do want to talk about one more thing and keep in mind as we go through this and we'll wrap up at the end. I've had a lot of investors talking about their kind of potential refinance strategy with a pending recession coming up. Now, economists always say recessions are just around the corner and I give them a very high probability this time. <laughs> but what happens during recessions? Generally, governments drop interest rates to help stimulate the economy. So a lot of people are guessing and they're incorporating their investing strategy. Hey, buy now get interest rate, and then in six months, a year, two years, when a recession happens, interest rates drop, refi into a new, potentially lower interest rate. Now, are we guaranteed to have that? No, we are not. But that's one option. If it happens, great, more cash flow. If it doesn't, hey, you're locked in into today's uh, interest rate. Because keep in mind, this is a saying that you're going to start hearing a lot. You can refinance your mortgage, but you cannot refinance your purchase price. Interest rates change. They may go up or down in the future, but prices, they'll probably keep going up for a while. So jumping into 
making sure everyone has the resources for what we talked about. The last couple months, we released an Airbnb medium-term rental course on our website. We have a course coming out from Jeff White on room-by-room room and self-management. And these are two courses that actually go in the operations of doing these creative business strategies. So if you want to maximize your cash flow, we've got the resources for you. So these courses sell for a few hundred dollars on the website. Go download the, uh, the toolkit to get a coupon code to get money off. Or if you're Envision Advisors clients, we gift these to our clients for free. And as we go through these properties, realize that Jenny and I are wearing our Envision Advisors hats. You know, we're actively doing deals with clients and all these properties are properties that we have closed with clients recently and updated it to today's purchase price and interest rates or properties that are under contract or just closing right now. So as Envision Advisor clients, get the courses, you get the templates, we do portfolio analysis, and we do all this high-level, in-depth strategy to help you figure out what to do in the market. So Jenny, I'm excited to go into here. So first one, where to invest $50,000? So where to invest $50,000? What was the best deal you came up with? Pablo. No surprise there. <laughs> so... What do we what do we buy for fifty thousand in Pueblo? Yeah, so this is actually my property. So uh, you know, I, I like it a lot. It's a it's an attached single family home. We did a deal analysis on the the real numbers, you know, the interest rate and everything like that. We're just going to pretend that I bought it today. Um, so two hundred twenty two thousand dollar purchase price, um, assuming a six percent interest rate. We're all in for you know initial rent ready costs for about sixty five k, including closing costs. So it's currently rented out at $1,500 a month. I had literally zero vacancy for it. And we're looking at a break-even cash flow. Yeah. And so 25% down, about a couple hundred dollars a year positive cash flow. But you said break-even at a 6% today's yep. interest rate. Yep. So would you buy it again? Yep. At today's interest rate? I would. All right. Now, here's the interesting thing. <clears throat> we have a 5.3% cap rate. And we're showing a 23.3% return on Jenny's initial investment at today's rate and purchase price. Well, let's say you want some more cash flow. Well, let's go put an arm and put it at 5.25. So go in here and play with the spreadsheet. Now cash flow jumps up by about $1,000 more a year. And the overall return jumps up a few percent as well. Well, is that extra cash flow worth it to you or not? Well, that's your call. We're just presenting options of what you can or can't do. Yeah. I would, for that small spread, I'd say a 30-year fixed 6%. I agree, because if your intent is to refinance it at the end of your fixed period for the arm, you kind of have to consider, hey, that's going to yeah. you know, pretty much take take up all the, the cost for refi. So so for just over $50,000, go buy a Pueblo single family, mm -hmm. property management place, a low five cap rate, and it does cash flow at 30-year fixed. Mm -hmm. All right, next property for $100,000, that lands us again into a duplex in Pueblo. What do we have down there, Jenny, for that? Yeah, so this is a, a, literally a current deal. Um, not not quite closed yet. So this investor, um, she's putting 30% down. Purchase price, two sixty-five. dollars She's getting a DSCR loan, which we can talk about later as well, um, at 5.75%. Um, it's a duplex. Both units are rented for a total of $2,200 a month currently. Um, with leases in place. I think there's an opportunity for a bill back. She is underwriting with property management and believe it or not, it's cash flowing. And it's cash flowing close to 4,000 bucks a year. <laughs> yeah, I, I was shocked. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty exciting, I think. So that puts it at a 6.2% cap rate. Mm -hmm. Hey, above six cap rates are great in today's market. And we're still on the 20% total return quadrant on here. Yeah. Now, okay. And I need to mention that it's turnkey. 
even better. Yeah. That's music to my ears yeah. at least. <laughs> um, so let's come in here and, and say we can update with Bill back. That's another $100. So not huge, but there's a lot of opportunities to come here. You can update Bill back. So you increase rents mm -hmm. and see small things you can do that have a big impact on the numbers. Come here and do that. That jumps the cash flow by almost $1,000 a year, and the cap rate increases to 6.6%. Yeah. So, great property. And that was one of the things I forgot to say earlier on the, earlier on the previous slide. You can put more money down on properties to increase cash flow. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing some clients do that, especially people in 1031 exchanges. Hey, let me put down an extra 5 or 10% to, to, get, to get cash flow where I want it to be. And that's another great thing to play around with while you're looking at these numbers. Yeah, I think it's fantastic as well. If you're if you are concerned from a risk perspective, put more money down. I, I yeah. think that's a great opportunity to do that. All right, moving on to property number three. Now we have $115,000 to put down, mm -hmm. and this is taking us up uh, to Colorado Springs. It's a single family rental room by room model, Jenny. Uh, give us a rundown on this, please. Yeah, so this is a, a room by room, 25% down, purchase price 425, 6% interest rate. Um, we're assuming that you can get um, $700 a month um, for each of the regular size bedrooms, which I think is actually kind of on the conservative side, um, and then 850 for the master bedroom. Um, so, and then basically using all of the the uh, pre-populated expenses that we have um, that we've used for uh, our previous clients, we're looking at $7,000 a year in cash flow. Yeah, which, which this was higher than I expected. Yeah. Because um, you sent this over to me last night. Yeah. Pleasant, pleasantly surprised. So $7,000 a year in cash flow and a 6.9% cap rate. So nothing special about the property. It just had what, five bedrooms, yeah. and you can rent out room by room. Mm -hmm. And there's more of these properties down there. And so I know we were mentioning some numbers and also doing some scenarios on here. As a reminder, make sure you download the toolkit specific to this video, where you can download all these spreadsheets, all the notes, all the trend packets, so you can go in there and see the details and make adjustments yourself to see what underwriting fits your business plan. Now we can come back here, we can put an arm to lower interest rate, and I'll just bump up cash flow. Yeah. So choose if you want to or not. Yeah, I, I, I would just leave it alone. And mm. and I think that this is a really good strategy for people that um, maybe they're questioning affordability of the market for tenants. Well, this is a really good example of something that would be more affordable to tenants and, and would be more resilient in that case. Exactly. Um, all right, so moving on to the next price uh, bucket, $150,000. So $150,000 brings us up to Denver right now. And we're going to talk about a five bedroom, three bath property, uh, detached single family house in Lakewood. I want to run through two scenarios on here because I found these really interesting. So a big thank you to Jeff White for uh, sharing this property. So about a 570 purchase price, 6% 30 year fixed interest rate, and about $4,100 a month in room-by-room -room rental income with all kinds of standard expenses, assuming self-management for a room-by-room -room rental. That puts the cash flow about 6,000 bucks a year and change at a 6.5% cap rate, and you're close to 30% return on your money. So great numbers uh, for a great asset and great part of town. The West Side of Denver, I love a lot. So as a medium-term rental there, that's some great cash flow for some extra work. You can still find cash-flowing properties here in Denver. Now the alternative, which um, 
we're seeing more and more of this is running this as a long-term rental. So same house, same property, but what we're doing now is not a long-term or not a medium-term rental, but a long-term rental. So 25% down, asked my PM yesterday, what would this rent for? His response is, it's all over the place, but $3,500 to $3,900 a month, maybe even more. Looks like one of the basement bedrooms is no egress, install an egress window, and we'll rent it as five bedrooms. Now, here's the crazy thing. We're having a very hard time comping rent numbers for single-family homes up here in Denver in that four or five-bedroom range because we're seeing huge price jumps. That comment right there, I hear that two or three times a week right now from talking with investors, property managers, our clients that like, well, I got this huge rent bump. I know we talked to a Stacy on our team last week. She rented home in Centennial, and it was rented out for like $39.50 a month, which was like 600 more than she expected. Like it was a crazy margin, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so going back to this, I split the difference and put in that $37.50 a month. And we have property management on here at 10% a month and all the usual reserves. This will cash flow about 900 bucks a year, which be break even. It's a 5.5% cap rate property. Haven't seen a 5.5% cap rate single family home for a while up here in Denver, a long-term rental. So this is what I'm really excited about for people wanting to invest in Denver. Um, single family homes, long-term rentals, those four or five bedrooms, they have options to cash flow. Now, of course, you come in here and put rents up higher, put more money down, put an arm loan, and all that would do is that would make cash flow increase. So there are some options on here that you can play with. All right, moving up into some different properties here. Let's talk about the $250,000. So we have two properties we'll talk about. One's a very interesting fourplex in Springs, and one's a triplex in Denver. So Jenny, I know this fourplex closed not too long ago. Mm -hmm. I think about six weeks ago this time of recording. Give us the rundown, please. Yeah, so we, Leah and I had recorded a, um, a podcast on it. So definitely, you know, look into the show notes. The investor put more down, but just for the sake of example, we're, we're showing putting less down um, on this case. So bought it for a million dollars. It was already in uh, basically the works as a medium term rental. So that was what was so interesting about it is that he basically bought it as a business. Um, so pretending you're putting less down 25%, but at a 6% uh, mortgage interest rate, because this particular investor, he um, actually ended up putting an arm on it. Um, but in this case, we'll just go ahead and run it with those two factors changing. Um, everything else is the same. We did bump up the monthly um, rental per unit to, to market rate. And then, yeah, let's let's look at the cash flow on this. So, I mean, it, it, it's about $12,000 in gross rents, so about 3000 per unit. Yeah. And then the cash flow is drum roll. Da, da, da. What is it, Jenny? Seventeen thousand a year. Yeah, That's seventeen thousand a year. Seven point one percent cap rate, six point eight percent cash on cash return. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a great performing property here. Yeah, and and I, and I love this example because the investor, a very very experienced investor, um, a family actually. They looked at it and they understood kind of like the long-term strategy related to this property. Because if you were to buy this property in this location, just as a traditional long-term rental fourplex, it would probably go for about 800 based on comps. They're willing to pay a premium because it's literally a business. Um, it's a performing business. So I think that's what is so interesting. And, you know, you and I were talking about that. That's a value add opportunity for someone out there that wants to take a regular fourplex that's in the right location 
and turn it into a medium term rental make it into a business and then sell it as a business later. Yeah. Say that. I hope people caught that. (laughs) I hope people caught that because that was just a gold nugget right there. Mm -hmm. Like it might, you might not find all these to buy, but if you have a fourplex or buy a fourplex, do you see the potential on here? Run it for a while, cash flow, and then turn around and and sell it. And you can make some big exits there potentially. Yeah. Either way, a great rental hold on to or a great way to add value Mm -hmm. And increase the equity, pop it off, and go move it somewhere else. I know. Leah Leah told me that the listing agent continuously reminded her that they had other backup offers. So there, there's a lot of demand for this. All right. Moving on to the last property, the last scenario where we can put $250,000. That's going to be a triplex in Denver. So this is one we looked at two weeks ago. And so it's a very active uh, or was an active deal. Um, so it's a triplex. Um Listed right above a million, price dropped to a million, probably go for a few bucks less, but I I stuck at a million on there. All in about $265,000, assuming a 6% interest rate. Got the rinse in there. And then there's some uh, additional stuff you can do to rent out the sheds and parking, bring bring some extra income. So about $7,000 a month in gross income. And then we have all of our standard underwriting with property management and expenses in there. Now, this property cash flows about $2,000 a year at a 5.5% interest or a 5.5% cap rate. So that cash flow is not much compared to the medium term rental fourplex we just looked at, but this is a long term rental, fully hands off the property management, just very different styles of investing. Not right or wrong, but they're just very different business models and what the investor wants to handle. Now, of course, we have more cash flow on here. You go in here and put an arm loan on it, drop it by a point, and we know cash flow will go up a little bit. And maybe there's potential, too, to turn to medium-term rental if someone wanted to do it. But there's optionality in this market. So what is a very common question we get is, should I buy or should I wait? Uh, well, the answer is our classic answer. It really depends. And what we wanted to highlight in this video was that The market has shifted and everyone's approach needs to be, what's the new opportunity? Where's the play out there? Where are the trends? Because what we used to look at stuff six months ago, we can't keep that going forward. If you do, you're going to be doing a lot of your spinning your wheels and complaining. So you have to shift with the market. And that was a goal of this video to show you that there are opportunities out there. Now, whether it's the right time for you to invest or not, there's a lot more to go on in that. Earlier this week, I did release a video called The Four Steps to Building Your Framework on Your Investing Strategy. I would definitely check on to that. But it all comes down to like what makes sense for you and your strategy. So Jen and I, I actually have some bonus videos after this one, short videos on what we're doing in our strategy with the shifting markets. So make sure you check that out to... Um, to see what Jenny and I are doing. She closed in a fourplex. I'm buying more this year. So we're actively buying and we're gonna tell you what we are doing and how our strategy is pivoted. One of the things I wanna really highlight on here as well, on here as well, is that this is a spectrum of how much money you wanna invest and how much you wanna be uh, hands-on. You can do a, a room-by-room self-manage or a Airbnb self-manage and maximize cash flow, but that's more work and running a business. Some people are like, hey, I don't want to do that. I want to be on the more passive side. So where do you fall on the spectrum? I'm in like long-term rental property management. Like I love those numbers on the medium-term rental fourplex, but my fear is, oh, what happens if the property manager leaves? Now I have to step in and run this business. And I already have enough businesses to run. I want my properties to be bread and butter, hands off, and I'll give up some cash flow for that. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, what are your final thoughts, Jenny, for helping people answer this question? Yeah, I think it's really just being, you know, <coughs> introspective, saying how much do I want to to put in? What's my what's my risk tolerance? What sort of loan can I bear? Um, and then how hands-on do I want to be? And just kind of, you know, figuring it out. Like these are just examples of of deals that we've done. You can really pick and choose from, you know, each market, each loans, uh, loan opportunity, each strategy and, and see what fits best for you. So it's like a whole menu that you can pick from. Exactly. And that's, you know, what we really specialize in here is, Hey, here's what we find working in the market for the rental investing perspective. You know, Jenny and I, our team, we're all active investors and we love sitting down with people say, here's the market. Now let's match it up with your personal strategy and goals and financial situation and see where the opportunity is. So if any questions or wanna invest or make some trades in your portfolio, reach out to us. You'll be talking with me, Jenny, or other team members, and we will love to sit down to help you figure out what opportunities you do have in the marketplace. Or if it makes sense, hey, maybe it makes sense for you to wait six months or a year. We will give you our frank, honest opinion and give you a couple options. But as a reminder on here, I want to really highlight all the benefits we give to our Envision Advisors clients because, you know, we don't want to just sell the property. We really want our clients to be set up for success and add more value than any other team or agent out there can around Colorado. So our Envision clients, you get our free lease templates, a room by room and standard lease template. We spent money with our lawyer so we could gift to you so you don't spend a few thousand dollars on this lease. We have the short-term and medium course on how to operate those properties step-by-step from Ben Einspar, who operates two of those properties. Then we have the self-management and room-by-room management course with Jeff White coming out very soon. And then we are getting in the groove of doing an annual portfolio analysis or review with all of our clients. And we're starting to incorporate our exclusive Property Llama software that helps do some analysis of your portfolios. So we want to give you tremendous value and help you go out there and know what to do and then go out there and execute so you optimize the time you invest, but most importantly, the money you invest. So if any questions, reach out to me and Jenny. We would love to sit down and have an investment consultation with you. Thanks a lot, Jenny. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.